time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. In the vernacular of space, this is T-minus one hour. 60 minutes before a human being named Major Robert Gaines is lifted off from the Mother Earth and rocketed into the sky, farther and longer than any man ahead of him. Call this one one of the first faltering steps of man to sever the umbilical cord of gravity and stretch out a fingertip toward an unknown. Shortly, we'll join this astronaut named Gaines and embark on an adventure because the environs overhead, the stars, the sky, the infinite space are all part of a vast question mark known as the Twilight Zone. Episode number 113 of the Twilight Zone was the parallel. And uh, Sean, it, it's basically, um, you know, like, like a lot of the stories in the fourth season, it's kind of a re- hash of uh, of previous uh, ideas kind of a, a mishmash of previous episodes honestly i did not like this episode <laughs> especially compared to the previous uh, last week's episode where it's good storytelling and actually is legitimately an hour-long mm-hmm. story this is like you just imagine people doing like the international sign for stretching like stretch it stretch it it just behind the camera stretch, stretch yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, know what? I, can I was gonna say this. I hated this episode. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I hated the episode. Uh, you know, it was there. Uh, it's just because I, I just want to give Rod Serling has given me so much uh, entertainment and uh, and everything that I just want to give him uh, give him credit. But um, but yeah, this this is definitely not. Uh, uh, this is a pretty forgettable episode. Let, let's just say I that. was. I was flummoxed that he that he wrote, wrote this episode. Flummoxed. Uh, <laughs> flummoxed, I say. <laughs> uh, so, so it follows uh, Major Chip Gaines. Oh wait, that that's the that, that's the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, that, that's the guy from, from TLC or whatever it is. Uh, no, it's Ma- Major Robert Gaines. Uh, and, and I literally, I literally wrote myself a note to make that joke just because for some reason. <laughs> The last name Gaines jumped out at me. By the way, uh, Chip and Joanna, uh, very expensive to book as speakers. Um, I work for a local realtor association, and right. um, I'm in charge of getting speakers for our meetings and luncheons and stuff like that, and uh, super out of our budget, um, like six figures. Uh, so I don't know if this is supposed to be common knowledge. I would imagine it's posted somewhere. Uh, but... Uh, Somewhere, you know, the, the place where I work was trying to book uh, John Bolton for a, a, a speaking oh, yeah. gig before he became uh, an evil liberal. Sure. Um, <laughs> obviously. And uh, I remember that that was... That to, dove to, John Bolton. <laughs> to, to come in and do, I, I forget if it was like an hour-long speech or just a half-hour-long speech, but to literally, you had to cover the expenses of getting him there and, and like feed him and everything. But his honorarium was twenty five thousand dollars just to come in and give a speech. So is it, 
Is it, is it in the same ballpark or is there, there's two of them. So, you know, I could see it definitely being more. Yeah. You know, that's, that's interesting. That's always, uh, it's for a different podcast, but it's, it, it's always interesting to me, the sums that political speakers charge, because mm-hmm. uniquely, if you are in politics or public service, you are supposed to be doing it for the love of the game, right? You're supposed to be doing right. it to, so it, it's just always funny when you see, you know, people um, along the entire political spectrum uh, just charging a whole hell of a lot for like an hour of their time. Well, I think that that actually kind of, it, it does make sense when you think about it because because you're right. Because I think in, in both of our minds, um, we would think of somebody who is in public office or, or, you know, in, in that realm, like running a hardware store and then deciding to get into politics yeah. and then eventually <laughs> going back to run their hardware store. Right. Yeah. But that, that's, that's kind of not how it works. And yeah. as, as you know, working in, you know, having, having worked in that world, the actual salary you make when you're, you know, in public office or working right. in, in, in politics is not that great. Yeah. And so when you're somebody like uh, John Bolton, who's worked in for a lot of different administrations and, and things like that, during the time that he's actually been doing that, he hasn't made a whole lot of money. So he's right. got to figure out a way to make it, you know, when he's when he's between actual gigs. So I, I think that that's how it all. My how it favorite. All my favorite part of this tangent has been um, when you said you got to feed him, which conjured up an image of you literally like spoon feeding John Bolton, like here comes the airplane. Um, <laughs> and now you know, I j- just want a mural of that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> uh, there was actually somebody uh, who will, will remain nameless. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after we're done recording the podcast, <laughs> who their, their demands were almost almost like that. I, I, I'm going to need you to to spoon feed me now. Very not um, surprising. Not not quite like that, but uh, but close. Yeah. Uh, the, um, so anyway, uh, th- th- that's how little there is to say about this episode. <laughs> I I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Chip Janes, we're back to the astronauts. Um. So so basically, this was kind of a theme back in the fifties and sixties. You know, when, when we were still in the in the early days of of space exploration. It's basically that they go up into space, and that completely throws off the entire world. Yeah, um, I think this is the second or third, at least the second episode uh, where something happens because there's the there's the one episode. I want to say season two where an astronaut comes back and. Oh God, I don't know. Things are wrong. Whatever. Obviously, I don't remember the name of the episode. <laughs> Obviously, continue. that episode was forgettable as well. <laughs> uh, no, so so there was the one that had uh, Rod Taylor in it, where uh, the people just the people from his uh, his his mission just yeah. started disappearing, and then eventually that's he the one. Yeah, yeah. There's a newspaper. Um, He's in a hospital room for most of the episode. Yeah, I I forget what exactly uh, that that one was called, but um, people know it. it. It's the one with Rod Taylor. <laughs> uh, so he goes up there, he blacks out, he wakes up on Earth, uh, has no idea what happened. 
Um, but uh, th you know, thankfully he's okay. He he doesn't have any uh, have any problems from it. But he has no idea how he got there or anything. And uh, he's he's uh, he's eventually you know sent home and he goes to see his family. And then things start to get weird. Uh, <laughs> basically, his daughter doesn't recognize him. Uh, his house has a uh, a white picket fence that he's he's never seen before. So it's like little. I mean, those are those are actually pretty big. Those are pretty noticeable. Uh, <laughs> but things are are very uh, very wrong. And at one point, he says that uh, the the president of the United States is John F. Kennedy, and nobody else has heard of him. Um, couple things here. So I, I thought like the white picket fence, this could have been, the story could have been told well, I think if, if they, especially with, within like the hour time frame, um, mm -hmm. because there could have been actual small changes to his life, like the white picket fence. And if that kind of slowly built up to, oh my God, my daughter's a victim of the body snatchers, like, you know, that could have been cool. Um, but it just kind of falls into the trap of the same kind of storytelling. And that's why I think this episode not only gets lost in the series, but gets lost in the season. And mm -hmm. that's why I want to vomit with rage every time I think of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, of I mean... course, of course he brings in John Kennedy and of course no one's heard of him. It's just the only like, spine chilling thing to this episode is that we talked about it last week is that Kennedy's going to be assassinated in, in six months and yeah and there was that eight, uh, eight months eight months um yeah there, there was that ahead. other uh, episode um about the uh the car lot where you know like the person yeah the truth and, yeah. and like I I didn't realize and this, is, this is probably the thing that um that I, I've learned the most from from re-watching this is there was a lot of like really like uh you know in the moment contemporary things like there was a lot of references to to president kennedy which you know yeah. th there was every reason to believe that he was going to you know certainly serve out one term if not get two i don't sure. i don't think um you know i don't think it was a given he was going to get a second term if he uh if he survived but but most presidents do so i mean you know Especially back then. statistically you know he, he probably would have uh, so they would have been assuming he'd be president for a while. <clears throat> There'd be every reason to believe that. Um, but I, I just didn't expect there to be so many contemporary things. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of episodes like the last one um, where uh, he uh, he goes back in time. And and yeah. so obviously that wouldn't make any sense. But, yeah, I, I, I just was not expecting as many contemporary references uh, in the Twilight it's... Zone as there ended up being. Like I was, if, if, you know, we watch next week, if next week's episode takes place at Dealey Plaza, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's so eerie. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so it, it's kind of, um, so, so basically he, uh, you know, all these things are wrong. Uh, no one really believes him. So it's kind of like the, uh, Kind of like the guy with the uh, mis mistaken identity. Um, uh, was that this season or was it last season? I, th I think, I think it, it would have. Yeah, I think it was last season because that really would have been stretched out if if that was an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. There's no way that was not a half hour episode. <laughs> so ultimately, ultimately, uh, he blacks out. He wakes up back in his uh, in his, uh, his spacecraft and he lands 
with, uh, with, with no, um, with, with uh, no problem at all. But then they actually get a, uh, uh, um, a broadcast from Colonel Robert Gaines, presumably the Colonel Robert Gaines from the parallel universe. Yeah. Um, and at that that's that's the story. It takes them an hour to tell that story. I, that's what I was about to say. It's just, you know, they they can Gaines confirms <laughs> Colonel Chip Gaines confirms that <laughs> everything's okay because his daughter knows who he is and he doesn't have a fence. He doesn't have a white picket fence. And if you have an hour to tell again, you can slowly build that tension in, in like the, the first part of the episode by maybe mm-hmm. there, you know, offense, maybe like uh, the wife forgets the favorite dish since this is in 1960s. Um, it's, you know, maybe coffee tastes different or, you know, stuff like that. And it's, they, they go back and they rely on those two things, which are like so small and so big that, it just it could have been it could have been written so much better. I'm so sorry, Rod Serling. Yeah, I, I think um, I think you're uh, you're 100 percent right that especially because they had an hour, there was there was a lot they they could have done uh, they, they they could have done with that to to really make the story interesting and and they just didn't. Um, but uh, so I remember I you know I was a fan of the uh, TV show Sliders, which you know that that obviously involves a, a hell yeah. Of, Parallel universes, universe I would would. So if if you if you didn't if you were in this situation, yeah, okay, like what's the first thing you would notice? Like like you you were suddenly dropped in a parallel universe. Like what what's the first thing you would notice though that you'd know there was something really wrong? Like like. For for him, it's that it's a his house has a fence that it didn't before, which it, it seems yeah. like a to me. It would be it would be something dog related, I'm sure, or maybe like um, you know, photos aren't what I remember them to be. Um, maybe I I don't uh, co uh, co host a a terrific podcast with uh, Keith Conrad. Um, you know, just the just the little things. For for me, it would definitely be the people standing behind everybody going making the universal. <laughs> Major Robert Gaines, a latter day Voyager, just returned from an adventure. Submitted to you without any recommendations as to belief or disbelief. You can accept or reject. You pays your money and you takes your choice. But credulous or incredulous, don't bother to ask anyone for proof that it could happen. The obligation is a reverse challenge prove that it couldn't this happens to be the twilight zone cabatron the worst episode ever <laughs>